0: Remember old Vegas where the golf courses were right outside your door? The Casablanca in Mesquite is just like Vegas used to be. Now at BookMesquiteGolf.com, you can build your own room and golf getaway starting at $100. Mesquite Golf Packages draw golfers from all over the country to play on scenic and challenging courses. Stay in a deluxe tower room and choose from six golf courses all within a six-minute drive from the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Build your own golf getaway at BookMesquiteGolf.com. Choose from six unique and challenging courses for every golfer. Find the course to match your skill level. The Palms, Falcon Ridge, Conestoga, Oasis Palmer, Oasis Canyons, or Casablanca Golf Club. So pack your clubs and reserve a tee time. Go to bookmesquigolf.com and customize your perfect golf getaway at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Stay at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. It's just like Vegas used to be.
1: We love that and welcome to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, 96.9, 94.9. I'm your host, Coach Bola, and Vegas Golden Knights doing it again. Uh, traded Marc-Andre Fleury, got rid of a $7 million dollar salary cap hit well but guess what they went out and got a whole bunch of players so um they announced yesterday uh there was a trade and i have no idea how to say this guy's first name evgenii uh dead off of the ottawa senators in exchange for defenseman nick holden nick holden was the first scored the first goal for the golden knights um uh, so the, in exchange for defensive Nick Holden and the third-round draft pick in the 2022 uh, NHL entry draft. Um, the, they have also signed Matthias Janmark, who was on the team last year. So they re-signed him to a one-year contract worth $2 million. Uh, got a goaltender. As McCremen said, they want to get somebody that they feel can back up Lerner. Uh, Lauren Bersat to a two-year contract worth an average annual value of 2 dollars $325 million. Dollars. Patrick Brown, who was on the team, to a two-year contract worth $750. Uh, forward Sven Betcherski, a one-year contract worth $750. And forward Gage Quinney to a one-year contract worth $750. So, um, as I said, they got that, got rid of Marc-Andre Fleury's salary, which was $7 million, and went out and got a whole bunch of players. Got a backup goalie. Uh, for Lerner, um, dedanov 32, appeared in 55 games with the Ottawa Senators, posted 20 points. Yenmark, who played uh, with – we got him before the trade deadline last year. Yenmark uh, is 28, finished the 2021 season with 24 points. Uh, he was acquired by the Gold Knights April 12th and appeared in 15 regular season games, finishing with five points in during the Stanley Cup playoffs. He posted eight points, four goals, four assists in 16 games, including a hat-trick against Minnesota Wild in game seven. Um, Bersat is the uh, backup goalie now. 28, appeared in 14 games for the Winnipeg Jets in the 2021 season, finished with a 6-6-0 and a 2.42 goals against average and a 9-1-8 save percentage. Um, Brown... Appeared in four regular season games the Golden Knights last year and then played in 12 Stanley Cup playoff games, scoring two goals. He has appeared in 33 regular NHL season games. Um, Beshirsky, 28, appeared in 24 games for the American Hockey League's Yuka Comets, and Quinney, 25, appeared in 19 games for the Henderson Silver Knights during the 2021 season. So we've got Kelly McCrimmon going to talk about these players and also the re-signing of Alec Martinez to a $5.25 million contract. So uh, this is going to be a two-parter from Kelly McCrimmon uh, giving us an update on the Martinez signing and the acquisition of these players. So this is part one, and this is courtesy of the Vegas Golden Knights.
2: Good afternoon uh, to members of the media. Thank you for uh, being available, Paul G's for uh, being late uh, starting, it's, uh, it's been a very busy time for uh, our organization and for organizations across uh, the NHL. When you go into the offseason, it's uh, uh, you know, the, the best opportunity to improve uh, your hockey club, to make changes to the makeup of your roster, and to prepare your team for the upcoming season. For our team, uh, we went into the offseason with, uh, with a few goals in mind. Uh, you know, first uh, we need to manage our salary cap effectively. That dictates uh, any moves that we may or may not be able to make. Uh, it was a real uh, priority for our team to re-sign Alec Martinez uh, based on the contributions that he had made uh, to our team in his uh, two years here. And if we uh, if we had the opportunity, we wanted to improve our team uh, at the forward position. Uh, I think as we go through it. Uh, you know, effectively, those conversations can begin uh, going right back to the NHL trade deadline, which was on April 12th. You have discussions with uh, general managers that don't materialize at that time, but those uh, those talks continue into the off season. Really, when the season ends, is when you see uh, talks uh, really pick up and and uh, an act begin uh, to happen. There were different ages uh, of the offseason. For me this year with expansion, uh, there was a window leading into the roster freeze that uh, I believe it was July 17th, which uh, gave teams uh, you know, an opportunity which we were able to uh, uh, use to our advantage to acquire players that teams might move uh, because of expansion, because of exposure, uh, challenges that they had respect to Seattle. So we uh, utilized that period, I thought effectively with the addition of uh, Nolan Patrick and Brett Howden, two young centers that uh, you know, we think give us uh, you know real good size, good pedigree, both former first round picks. We've, uh, we've spoke about that uh, the day that we made uh, those additions. So we thought that was a good start uh, to the off season. Uh, from there, uh, you go into expansion itself for that period of time uh, from expansion uh, to the entry drop where I believe I, I said with the media availability some time ago uh, That you would see quite a bit of activity which uh, which in fact uh, there was and then uh, You know then the, the the ongoing Discussions with trades that lead into free agency uh, Which of course uh, took place today where there was a tremendous amount uh, of activity uh, our transactions today, uh, the, the re-signing of Alec Martinez to a three-year, $5.25 million uh, per year uh, tra- uh, tra- transaction capet, uh, on his contract, and really, um, as I mentioned, you know, a real priority for our team. Uh, Hardy has been a great fit. Uh, the leadership he provides uh, in our dressing room uh, is immeasurable. He has tremendous respect from his teammates. Uh, his play on the ice, uh, you know, literally since uh, since the day we acquired him, has been uh, exemplary. Uh, this past year, uh, really uh, had tremendous offensive production. Uh, you know, his courage and shot blocking is well documented. Let the NHL in the regular season, let the NHL uh, in the playoffs uh, has been a great partner uh, on our top pair with Alex Petrangelo, and uh, really pleased to be able to. Uh, keep him uh, in the fold because of what he brings to our hockey club. So welcome back, uh, Alex, with uh, um, uh, the early morning trade uh, with Ottawa, where we uh, acquired uh, forward of Genny Um Really pleased by that. He was a player that we had identified uh, as a priority. We thought enough of him to have him ahead of all players that were available in expansion. We um, you know, by, by completing that transaction uh, early in the morning, uh, it, it effectively uh, addressed that need that we had where we wanted to add one really good forward. And I think with uh, Dodonov last year, he was in Ottawa. The, the three years previous, he was in Florida. Uh, in Florida, his last three years, he had 28 goals, 28 goals, 25 goals. Uh, this year in Ottawa, in, uh, in a shortened season, he had 13 goals. Uh, this is a player that makes his living in the hard ice. He uh, is very competitive. He's an engine on the line. Uh, we've had really good coverage of this player for some time, uh, hold him in high regard, and, uh, and we're able to complete that transaction uh, today for uh, defenseman Nick Holden uh, and a third-round pick. Uh, when free agency opened, uh, we had a priority of adding a backup goaltender to complement uh, Robin Wenner. Uh, Loren Bersois was the top uh, choice on our list. We were able to put, a get, put together a deal uh, with him. He comes here from Winnipeg where he had backed up Connor Hellebuck. He was looking for uh, a little more opportunity, which I think he will uh, get here, but he's uh, a player that we have really high regard for. Our goaltending coach, Mike Rizzotti, really uh, has a lot of value uh, for the player, uh, as do our pro staff. So that was the player that we selected uh, in free agency And then uh, as, the, as the day went on, we had an opportunity to bring back Matthias Janmark, and it was on a, uh, a deal that worked for us, a one-year deal at uh, $2 million. And I think with, uh, with Matthias, uh, just really a Swiss Army knife for us in his time uh, uh, on our team when we acquired him from Chicago. At the trade deadline, he, uh, he was able to contribute in a number of different ways. Uh, you know, a real solid, respected uh, two-way NHL forward. So that was, uh, that was a bonus for us, uh, really, uh, as the day went on. Uh, three other signings, Sven Berchi, uh, Gage Quinney, Patrick Brown. So Patrick Brown and Gage Quinney have been in our organization and uh, as, uh, you know, I've shown real good call-up ability to play NHL games. Uh, Patrick Brown played a number of games with our team this year. Gage Quinney uh, had battles with, uh, with health over the course of the year, but was likely uh, you know, the, you know, the top call-up coming out of our main training camp. I thought he had an exceptional camp with, uh, with our team. And we're really pleased to keep uh, both of those players in our organization great people as well as really effective players. Uh, Sven Berchi is a player that uh, was a first-round pick of Calgary a number of years ago, Came uh, comes to us most recently from the Vancouver Canuck organization and I think, uh, you know, has played uh, a number of NHL games and we think can be a guy that has uh, call-up utility uh, for our team as well or can be a really effective player uh, for our team in Henderson. So those are the transactions today. Um, to... Uh, Nick Holden and Thomas Nosek. Uh, thank you for your time here, and uh, we wish both players all the best in their new uh, locations. Uh, Nick, uh, as part of the trade this morning uh, to Ottawa, uh, I think for I think for Holdie, he was really a good contributor here in his time. Um, you know, challenging situation being. Uh, out of the lineup more than he was in the lineup during the regular season, and yet uh, I believe playing uh, you know, 13 or 14 uh, of our 19 playoff games where I thought he played uh, extremely well, first with uh, Shea Theodore on, uh, on that pair, and then uh, with the return of Braden McNabb at that time, he then played uh, a number of games with Zach Whitecloud. So uh, it's a challenging position for a player to be in, you know, one of the things that we're mindful of with this move is Nick wants to. He's in his final year of his contract. Uh, he wants to play next year, so it's a it's a lot uh, it's a lot better opportunity for him to go to Ottawa and play uh, a significant role. It probably helps him with his next contract, which uh, which we would be be happy to see. And to do uh, to do what he did again is uh, is challenging. So. Uh, that was what went into the conversation. I had a good uh, a good discussion with Nick uh this morning. He loved playing in Las Vegas like all of our players do. But uh, at the same time uh you know, understands uh, the the you know the points that I just talked about. We've got on our left side with uh you know Martinez McNabb and Nick Haig. Uh, you know, that's a real strength of uh, of our hockey club. So um, you know, he's uh, you know, grateful that it comes in the off season so he can relocate his family, get his uh, uh, kids in school, get settled and those types of things before he gets to training camp. In the case of Thomas Nosek, he's, uh, he's an original. He was our selection from the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, in the uh, expansion draft, he had played uh, on the Calder Cup winning team in Adirondack, uh, or pardon me, in uh, uh, Grand Rapids uh, that year. Uh, that they, uh, that we selected them. And just uh, for me, um, you know, zero ego, very humble person, really improved as a player, gave us, uh, you know, I thought four great years. I'm really uh, proud of him, happy for him to get a real good contract uh, in Boston. Uh, I believe, if my memory serves me correctly, scored the first goal uh, in the franchise history uh, at home uh, in our in our game on uh, uh, in opening night against Arizona and uh, I believe also, uh, you know, the first goal in the Stanley Cup final. So, happy uh, for him to get a real good opportunity and thanks uh, to Thomas and Nick for <laughs> yes, uh, for the time and our organization. Um,
3: Psst, Bob, quick, the neighbors, there they go again, geez, it's like clockwork. Every weekend he grabs his clubs, she grabs a duffel and they're gone for the night when they come back, they look so relaxed and happy. Where do you think they go? Well, they're not rich, so it must be affordable. Maybe some kind of marriage retreat? Oh, right, with golf clubs? And she looks so refreshed. We could use some of whatever it is. Go ask them when they get back. Well, they're back. And you won't believe it. Surprise me. They've been going to Casablanca Resort and Mesquite on that $99 room and golf getaway. Sometimes they go for the $99 room and spa getaway. They love it. Hey, we could afford $99, and it's only a little more than an hour's drive. Let's treat ourselves.
0: Book your $99 room and golf or spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Casablanca Resort and Mesquite, just like Vegas used to be. Must be 21 years or older.
1: And welcome back to Coach's Corner on Drive 96.9, And we're going to bring you part two of the Kelly McCrimmon, General Manager of the Vegas Golden Knights update on the acquisition of all these players. The new goalie, backup goalie for Lerner, uh, Alex Martinez, re-signing him. And uh, Matthias Yanmark re-signing him. Brown, re-signing Brown so knights took the seven million from flurry and just went out and spent it so here is part two and this is courtesy of the vegas golden knights
2: you know as an overview uh you know really pleased with how uh, this period of time has gone uh, for our team we're in a good spot we're uh, not likely to uh, be involved in any other discussions we've um, you know, used our money that we uh, had available to us. We addressed the needs that we identified, uh, you know, going into this time frame, and uh, you know, we're uh, you know anxious to uh, to get ready for training camp uh, as we move into the next season. I think that uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll open up to questions. I, I, I probably have talked uh, enough, but. Uh, it's been a busy time as uh, as you guys would know and, and uh you know we've made a number of transactions that we think uh improve our team and put us in a real good position. So with that I'll open it up to questions. Thank you very much, Kelly. As a
4: reminder to all media members, please use the raise right hand function on Zoom and we will get to your questions. First question today will come from Ben Ghost of the Las Vegas Review Journal. Hi hey, Kelly, you mentioned that upgrading it for was a priority. But was getting a player like Evgeny Dadnup, a more offensive, driven forward who's known for scoring goals, the specific kind of type of forward you were looking to add? Uh,
2: yeah, he really fit the bill first. It was, uh, uh, he was a player that I said we had a lot of regard for. Um, you know, there were some good forwards available in free agency that uh, – um, you know, that we liked, that we, uh, that we would have turned to or pivoted to, had we not been able to complete the trade, uh, with Ottawa, but, uh, our, our priority was, uh, was this player and we were, uh, happy to add him. I think he's going to fit in really well. Um, you know, I think he'll be a contributor on our power play. I think he'll be a guy that, uh, you know, really, uh, drives offense and, uh, you know, uh, you know, our staff, our pro staff refer to him as really being an engine on the line. So that's, uh, uh, that's uh, that's the appeal with uh, with him. It's a manageable two-year contract, but uh, you know he comes in and gives us another really good NHL forward. The point I was going to make before I uh, cut myself off in my opening comments is, you know, I think this is the best uh, top nine forwards that our organization has had, and I think this is the best group of forwards uh, collectively that our that our team has had. So that was, uh, you know, um, you know really. A really positive addition to uh, to our team uh, uh, this morning. Next question today will go to Justin Emerson Las Vegas. Hey, Kelly, you might have just
4: answered the question there at the end, but you do have a lot of wingers right now, and by public models are a little bit over the salary cap. Do you expect to trade one of the wingers before opening night?
2: We'll be uh, cap-compliant. I think I say this to you guys pretty regularly. We'll be cap-compliant uh, when the time comes, and uh, that will be – so that will be addressed and uh, um, in due course.
4: Next question today, i to from Jesse Granger from the Athletic.
2: And Kelly, there were quite a few good bullies out there that were available today. Um, I'm just curious what you guys saw in Law that, that made you kind of focus in on him. Uh, good history on the player back to uh, junior hockey, his time with the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh you know, just uh, have followed his career, We've talked about him uh, in the past. Uh, viewings from our pro staff, uh, reports from uh, from Mike Rizzati and Fred Brathwaite. Uh, you know, Mike, of course, with uh, uh, is the goalie coach of our of our uh, Vegas team, and Fred is the goalie coach for uh, for Henderson. Um, just really like uh, really like what he's done in Winnipeg, and and he's played behind. Uh, Connor Hellebuck, who's a real workhorse, Uh, he was looking for a little more uh, opportunity, and uh, he's a really good fit uh, for our team behind Robin.
4: This is a reminder for media members, use the raise hand function if you have a question. Next question, we'll go to David Shane, Las Vegas Review-Journal. Hey, Kelly, with regard to Alec, did you hesitate at all uh, with the three years in terms of the term and Maybe just what do you think the contract says to what you feel about the player uh, and your commitment to him and, and maybe getting close to probably what he was getting or going to get on market value?
2: Well, I don't know what he would have got on market value, uh, David. I don't know if you had your TV on today, but uh, um, you know the contracts were, uh, I think, probably quite a bit higher than what. Uh, people might have anticipated, uh, you know, clearly uh, significantly higher than uh, than a year ago. So whether that's, uh, you know, optimism, um, you know, just that better times are ahead with respect to uh, fans in buildings, normalcy, returning, that type of thing uh, is likely part of it. But, um, you know, I would say, uh, you know, after the fact, uh, I, I feel fortunate that we got them at three times 5.25, I think the market would have uh, uh, paid him quite a bit more than that. Uh, You know, more importantly, maybe to the first part of your question, um, you know, you're you're at our games. He was one of our best players. And, uh, you know, know, all I can really add to that is what I think he means to the leadership of our team. And I remember, uh, you know, the day we traded for him, referencing the fact that he's a two-time Stanley Cup champion. And you see that in his preparation. You see that in his uh, uh, courage and commitment. You see that in uh, his leadership and mentorship of younger players on our team. And you know, as our team gets a little bit younger, uh, which we have here uh, through this uh, through this stretch, it magnifies the value of those uh, older guys that are in your dressing room. And I really, uh, I really feel that he's one of the most respected players on our team. So um you know it was never you know it needs to be manageable it needs to work uh it has to work that's uh that's uh, uh implicit with uh with what a salary cap uh b- does in terms of your ability to do business but in terms of uh, our willingness or our interest or desire uh, we really wanted this player to be uh vegas golden tonight. it was a really a uh, good trade for us two years ago when we got him from Los Angeles, and uh, he's just uh, had a resurgence. Where resurgence, where he's likely played his best hockey as an NHL player, uh, you know, right
4: now. Question: I'll go back to Justin Emerson, of Las Vegas. I just want to ask about Peyton Krebs and just kind of have, uh, where you see his development path and what you're kind of hoping to see out of him next year, uh, whether that be in Vegas or Henderson.
2: Uh, well, Peyton is now uh, Dunn Jr where he was uh player of the year in the western Hockey League. Uh, again, I think he's been around uh, Henderson enough, and of course his time with uh, with Golden Knights when he uh, came up after his junior season prior to his injury that uh, you know everyone is really excited about uh, Peyton um, you know it becomes it becomes more and uh, more and more clear when you watch him play that. Uh, his instincts and passion for the game uh, really separate him. He is a talented player, but there's just, uh, you know, if there's if there's players that have that it factor, he seems to be one of those players that really uh, just finds a way to be a really effective, productive player. Um, you know, he's a coach's dream in terms of uh, understanding the game and doing things the way that you want them to be done and providing uh, energy. Um, you know, will uh, we'll assess that all at, uh, at training camp. I, I know Peyton will be coming here to make uh, the NHL team if he's able to do that, and that's uh, a great accomplishment for a player right at junior. If he uh, requires time in Henderson, uh, we've got a great uh, a great program there for, uh, for his development as well. So we'll let that play out when we, uh, when
4: we get started in the fall. It's time for a few more questions for General Manager Kelly McCrimmon. Next, we'll go to Jesse Granger of the Athletic.
2: You, know, you mentioned Evgeny Datsanov and his how effective he was in Florida, and maybe a bit of a bit down year in Ottawa. But I've heard that maybe maybe he wasn't he didn't adjust as well in Ottawa. Didn't have his family, and with all the restrictions that players went through this year, uh, how much of that went into the the thought process of signing him, and how much do you think maybe you're getting the player you saw in Florida? Well, I expect we will be. So um, you know, it's interesting. I go back to the first time when we had our pro staff together. I thought it would have been maybe a uh, early April or, or March. And one of the comments I made at that time is, is this is a year where you should be careful making final judgments because there's so many factors at play. Um, you know, players that uh, are away from family, players that have had COVID, players that had tough recoveries from COVID, players that had family members with COVID. Um, you know the isolation that uh, that you heard NHL players talk about the challenges that come with that uh, empty buildings and, and all that uh, went with uh, with that. Um, so in, in Evgeny's case, he uh, uh, he 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 has had two boys. Uh, they now have a third child. So this past season, he was in Ottawa alone. His wife was uh, his wife was pregnant. Um, from, I think, the three-month uh, time frame to the eight-month time frame that he would have been in Ottawa. Uh, I spoke to Evgeny today. He really, uh, he really said that was, was, it was difficult. And, uh, you know, of course, he had the quarantines himself when he got to Canada. It was impossible to bring his family uh, in and see them. So, you know, aside from what we see on the ice, which is, uh, you know, obviously where the games are played and the evaluations of players are made, um, you know, there's a lot of factors that uh, come into play this year with uh, with NHL players and with COVID, and it's no different uh, in society. Uh, it's uh, it's you know been uh, been a challenge. So uh, he's really excited about his family being with him. He's really excited about coming to uh, to Vegas to play uh, with our team. Um, we've had a large body of work uh, on this player. We have. Uh, Really good coverage uh, of the beginning from our pro staff, uh, you know, from this year uh, where, you know, I think five and five, his numbers were pretty similar to what they uh, had been. And then the three years that he uh, played in Florida, I think, uh, you know, we have a, um, you know, we're confident we know what we're getting. We're confident we're we're going to have a player come in and be a really important player in our forward group. I have a question today. It goes
4: to Ben Goat, Las Vegas, review. Hey, Kelly, you touched on this in an earlier answer, but with Nick Holton, gone, your depth on defense is now uh, very, very young. Just how confident are you in some of the young guys in your organization that
2: may need to uh, step up if needed uh, next season, especially on the left side? Well, those are, those are all, uh, you know, questions that we uh, talk about, uh, you know, we go into a lot of detail with, uh, with our uh, assessments, with our projections, with our evaluations, with, uh, with what we want our team to look like. Uh, you know, really important for me that we get uh, Dylan Coghlan uh, into more games. Uh, so he'll be, um, you know, a guy that we need to help uh, continue to develop. And I think, I think the organization, which is, uh, which is obviously focused on winning, uh, we've had really good development from a lot of young players. I and mean, when you look at, uh, you know, Nick Haig breaking in as a regular two years ago, trading places with Zach Whitecloud going into uh, uh, the break that we had that season, White, uh, Whitey uh, finishing the year in the lineup and uh, playing the entire bubble. This year, Nick Haig playing 52 of 56 games. The growth we've seen in uh, Nick Waugh's game, the growth we've seen in Keegan Polisar's uh, game, I, I think that we've done a really good job with uh, with some of those young players and helping them develop. So we want to get Todd's, uh more games. You, you say uh, the left side. I think the one uh, luxury we have is Shady Theodore is a left shot defenseman to play right side. So you know that gives you the ability to uh, you know be able to put Dylan Coglin into your lineup uh, if if need be or if uh, if that's the choice of the coaches. Uh, you know, shake and play laps. So there's a lot of different ways that we can do it. And then I think uh, you want to try to have opportunities available if there's, uh, if there's players in Henderson uh, that you want to learn more about, that you want to see what they look like in NHL games, because, you know, the one thing uh, about it, you, you do your, you, you, uh, you, you know, prepare your lineup uh, you want to be healthy all year. Uh, rarely that you are uh, uh, that it it ever plays out that way but part of what you gain when you see players uh, get opportunities you see what they do in the NHL because it's easy to talk about what you think they can do or what you project them to do from watching uh, players play in the American League when you get to see them in NHL games I think there's real value in that so obviously uh, you want to remain healthy but uh, when those opportunities present themselves, I think it's good to, give, uh, to let players uh, get a look and then we have a better handle on where we're at uh, with, those, uh, with those people.
3: If money was no object and you and a friend could get away to a beautiful nearby resort for a 24-hour stay that includes a world-class spa treatment, would you do it? Now, what if I tell you $99 is all you need for that same scenario? And the resort is a fabulous Casablanca in beautiful Mesquite, Nevada. You'll be rejuvenated inside their spa and salon with a Swedish massage, European facial, or pumpkin pedicure of your choice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Casablanca Resort's $99 room and spa getaway. You can get away from your stress and start to refresh in less than an hour's drive. And when you come, enjoy our delicious dining, nightly entertainment, championship golf courses, and famous weekend brunch buffet. Book your $99 room and spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Must be 21 years or older. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite. It's just like Vegas used to be.
1: And welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. And it is training camp for the Las Vegas Raiders. And yesterday we had Derek Carr stepped up to the podium, talk about training camp, and also was asked some questions about uh, his opinion on the vaccine, what what people are asking him, what he will tell people. So it's very, very interesting. So here is Derek Carr uh, after practice yesterday, day number two practice for the— uh, fall practice training camp for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. And this is courtesy of the Las Vegas Raiders network.
5: Yes. Um, Andre, uh, someone has been around for a few years now. Uh, so a lot of practice reps with him when Rodney wouldn't um, practice on a Wednesday or things like that. And, uh, uh, You know, yes, he's a new starting center, but I feel like I've got a couple thousand reps with him, you know, if that makes sense. Um, You know, through the practice years, he started the Detroit game for us a a while back and uh, did a great job, showed flashes of someone with great understanding and things like that and toughness and all the kind of traits you need at at that spot. Um, Obviously, we had Rodney, who everyone, you know, would say he's one of, if not the best center in the whole league, you know, and... uh, it's hard for a guy like Andre to play in front of that guy. So now that you know Rodney uh, is gone, Andre can step in and fill that spot, and I feel super confident that uh, you know he's going to do he's going to do a great job. You know, I'm not I'm not going to compare him uh, to anybody, but uh, we haven't put pads on yet. We don't we haven't played any games yet, so I don't want to put any expectations out there for him. But uh, I, I'm excited for him because he's super smart, and uh, I I believe he's a good football player. So. Um, our relationship is super close. Invite them to the house. Invite me to. come eat some steaks. The, the steaks they cook over at the Elaine place are a little different than the one that I, eat, you know. Uh, but you know, it's uh, it's been a great relationship so far. Unlike last
2: year, um, you had a whole offseason uh, to kind of build a little bit of the foundation. I know it's early, but based on what you've seen of the defense, uh, a lot of focus has been on that side of the ball. Can you feel a little bit of a difference on uh, in that group?
5: Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, again, I believe Coach Gunther is a really smart football coach, you know. Uh, some of the things um, you know that he was asking them to do like he, he knows what the offenses are doing and things like that. And sometimes a certain scheme doesn't mix with certain players, you know, so that's just that's just true, you know, that's that's true for anyone, you whether know, you play receiver, running back, you know, a zone scheme, a, a gap scheme, you know, it depends for everybody, you know. And I still believe that Coach Gunther is one of the best you know, one of the smartest coaches I've ever been around. And then Coach Gus Bradley, you know, who I was around for the Senior Bowl, and now have competed against for seven, now going on eight years, really, um, is again, same super smart. The presence that Coach Gus, uh, you know, carries to the field, you can feel that. You know, um, there's one voice when he talks, all eleven eyes on that defense are looking at him. You know, and that's that's impressive. You know, you, you when you go into their defensive meeting room, you know who has the attention, right? And, uh, I, I, you know, I think it's good. I think it makes our guys excited. You know, they're tired of talking about all this stuff, you know. You know. Just like I, you know, I've gotten older and wiser just to get away from it. You know, you just, just get away from that stuff, you know. But some of these guys are young, and it's the first time they're going through that in their life, and they're sick of it, you know. And you can definitely feel that that urgency and that that, uh, that demand that he's bringing and they're, they're taking, you know. It's one thing for a coach to bring in. Another thing for him to bring it, in the players to accept it and say, "Yeah, well, we're going to ride with that guy." And they—they've done that. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for him. Well, we got a tough challenge in this in this division. You know, you guys knows that. You know, uh, but you know, we're very, very optimistic, very excited. You can definitely feel a difference. And the more you guys are around Cliff Bradley, you'll hear. And you know, I mean, it's literally every play. He's—he's he's on someone about something, whether it's their step or you know, how they fit on a tackle, you know. I mean, it's just the detail is unbelievable. It's like like Gruden, you know, the amount of detail that we go into, the same thing that he's doing. It's impressive.
4: The last relationship with Andre, last year, before things started opening up, you had to find a part to build a rapport with those relationships. Um, This year, it's been a lot easier. Is is it important for you to, before OTAs, to, to sort of build, rebuild chemistry, um, that personal report. How have
5: you done that with this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you're saying with the receiving corps. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing, it, it's been nice because we've had some carryover in the last couple years. You know, um, to where you know, not only is it a new guy and running new routes. You know, you know, when you're adding people like Smoke, right? You know, not only is he coming in and he's a new guy. I learned how he cuts on certain routes. They all cut differently. You know, and they all want to run a route certainly certainly different, but you're teaching them a system, too. Well, we don't have a lot of guys like that. You know, it's really hand Willie, you know, some of the young guys, but, you know, Connor's played, Zay's played, um, you know, Brian's played in this offense, Henry's played in this offense, you know, and it, it, it helps the uh, the relationship part, you know, uh, going forward. You've played games with these guys. So when I'm like, hey, remember such-and-such such play in Denver, you know, hey, third third, third down of the game, I need you to, to run it like this, you know, more like this, and, they have recall of that whereas with a whole bunch of new guys it makes it harder because you don't have that, you know, you're just kind of talking through it, watching it on a TV screen and then, all right, now I need to go do it physically. So um, having only a few of those guys, it helps because you're not, you're not having to you know, kind of teach a guy, hey, I need, can you do it like this? Or can you, I know you did it like that, but I just feel comfortable if you do it like this, you know, and kind of mixing those worlds. And really with these guys, uh, we spent so much time together. You know, I, I would challenge these guys in the off season, you know, just to see what they would say, you know, it's our off time. We don't have anything that we have to do, but they'd be like, Hey, let's throw it back. Perfect. See you at 5:45, you know? And they'd be like, deal. Like every one of them to the man was like, yeah, see you there. And that I was just kind of just testing them. You know, I just wanted to see if they'd be like, well, can we go at you know eight? Can we go? You know, I just wanted to see what they'd say. And they were like, deal. So I was like, dang, I got to wake up, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, but it was impressive because when you do something like that, you, you grow certain bonds, you know, with guys, I think our relationships are super strong. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, it's a great point. Um, you know, one one you got to have the person to do it. Man doesn't just mean receiver, and that means up front too. Um, yeah, we, as Coach will say, he wants completions, you know. I don't care what they are, I want completions, you know. And that's I mean, that's when I wake up, I'm thinking his voice, completions, you know. And so now that um, you know, last year we brought Nellie and drafted Henry, uh, Zay can fly. You know, we got guys that can go waller, obviously, we know that. Um, and then the O-line. And there's a certain time to, you know, I know based on our relationship now. So we're going on four years, so I know when he calls a certain play and when he calls a certain play. What, he, what he's expecting, where he expects that ball to go, but you sort certain coverages. Um, so early on it was hard, but now it's easy. It's, I can't say it's easy. It's not in this game It's easy, but it's, it's easier because I know what's expected. Uh, I know what he wants, and I've told you guys a hundred times, I'm just trying to do exactly what he wants, you know, every single time. I don't do it perfect every time, but that fine line of, you know, if, if he expects the ball to go there, then now he expects the receiver to make that play or win, you know, and uh, and like Hill said, you know, if, if he can't win, we'll find another guy that can't. You know, if, if you can't throw it there, we'll find another guy that can throw it there. You know, that's just how coach coaches. And uh, and so the demand is there and the knowing of, of the offense and what he wants. You know, again, you know, offenses I've been in in the past are like this, you know, Coach Gruden that hasn't stopped yet, you know. <laughs> in four years, we're still adding, you know, we're still going, we're still pushing that, that envelope. So. Uh, having an understanding of what he wants and what's expected helps that, I think. Um, and 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 two, uh, you know, another thing I learned watching, because I was, you know, we had the guys and we were letting them go and we were calling those things to send it deep. You know, one thing I did was holding the ball too long and fumbling, right? And watching and studying why, why, why was it on those plays? Or what was it? Was I drifting in my drop? Was was it this or that? So uh, it, it was good to to have that film because now I think we'll be better at. Hopefully, limiting
4: turnovers on this place. John this yesterday, kind of as the leader in the locker room. Is there inherent need to discuss the guys who are not matching? Why you think it's important? Who's for?
5: individual decision you kind of back off and say everyone needs to decide? Yeah, it's 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 so hard, you know. Like everything, you know. No matter what I say, someone on one side will be mad, and someone on the other, you know. There's a lot of that that's been going on the last four or five years, you know, <laughs> and. And it's like, man, I don't even want to stand up here and answer those, you know. Um, but to, to, to answer that, I I personally feel like, you know, I, I've been getting shots since I was a little kid, you know. I had my you know, my mom take me out of school earlier, hey, we got to go get this shot. You know, I remember that as a kid, my kids too, you know, and those things. And this one, it's a little different because it's new, right, you know, uh, you know. The other ones were measles, mumps, you know, all those kind of things, hepatitis B, you know all that kind of stuff. You know, this one was new, so got, so people and families have certain opinions. And uh, I'm, I, I can, if someone wants to ask me my opinion, I, absolutely, I'm sharing my opinion, absolutely. Um, you know, but if if they don't want my opinion, I don't think it's my right to go tell them what to do, as, as, a, as a man, you know, um, especially in America. you know, I don't think it's my right to do that. So um, if they want my opinion, I will absolutely give it 100%, no problem with that. But I think it's up to them and their family because uh, they, they know what they want to do for their family. I'm not. I can't make the decisions for them and like their kids and stuff. Are yeah. you noticing that this rookie class is a little bit further along than
2: last year's rookie class now having those games?
5: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I think. I think if you could stand up here and give that answer yourself, you, know, you answered it perfectly. Like yes, the OTAs and all that. They're definitely more ahead because of. The fact that they get to go on the field and do it with coaches and with the demand and with um, the veterans there with them and all that kind of stuff. So I absolutely think this class is, you know, ahead. That doesn't say that they weren't doing a good job, you know. But it's I think across the whole NFL that um, as a whole the NFL rookies this year are going to be more ahead than the rookies last year, and so um, that's exciting for us because we we have a lot of those guys that we're going to count on to play big big roles for us.
4: Well. Hey, Derek, uh, you got connections to
5: the two Raiders that are going in the Hall of Fame. Tom Ford, yeah. Fred what yeah. quarterback Charles
4: Woodson. Um, when you first got drafted in, in '14, Charles was in the <coughs> second year of his second run here. What is <coughs> like, uh, something that sticks out in your mind about what he
5: meant to this organization as a leader at that point in time? Oh, my goodness. Um, so I just thought, one, congratulations to both of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's so cool, you know, like just as a fan of theirs, yeah. Growing up, I was a huge fan of C. Wood, a huge fan of Mr. Flores because of where I, where I grew up, you know. And uh, getting to know both of them has been an honor to me, you know, because I'm just a fan, you know, really. You know, I think we all are at some point, you're a fan of somebody and you get to meet them, it's pretty cool. And, uh, and C. Wood, um, I can't say, I can't limit his leadership to just when I played with him. He still is a leader to me. Uh, he still text me. He still call me. You know, he still he'll call me out and tell me what are you doing? Do this, you know. And he'll still tell me when I'm doing a great job. You know. And I think uh, the demand he's always put on my life as a quarterback and as a as a leader of the organization. You know, I think that he knew on his way out that you know Khalil and I were coming up as the leaders for the organization. And uh, you know, just what he's always asked of us and demanded of us. He still does. I saw him at the uh, at that Tahoe golf tournament. And, uh, you know, I hear, I hear him, hey, hey, that Hall of Fame voice, you know. And uh, I turn around, and sure enough, it was him. And I went over and gave him a hug. And we sat there and talked for 10 minutes, and he's still, he's like, tell Brian Edwards this, tell Ruggs this. Hey, you, hey, do this. You know, and, uh, and I can't limit his leadership again to just that confined time. He's still hes still a leader and a big brother to me. And um, I, I'll always be thankful to him because, I, he gets mad when I say this, but when I was six years old, I was pretending to be him, you know. And uh, the fact that he's, like, pouring into my life now is pretty cool. Well,
2: As uh, Henry transitions, if, transitions into year two, um, getting in the ball a little bit more. I know a lot of this on plays that are being called, what can you feel with the ball building confidence uh, with you and, and with, with uh, John? Uh, is he getting to that point, do um, you feel like, where you guys, he's starting to show you the things that you did need to see and John didn't need to see that you more with him.
5: Yeah, I think so. Um, it's hard because, uh, you know, without the pads and without, like, those live reps, you know, it's hard. But, like, from where we're at right now, abs- I would say absolutely, you know. Um, you know, this isn't – the one thing that's different about this, it's not high school where, like, it's like, man, I'm just going to throw in my favorite guy, <laughs> you know. Like, I don't care if the players will make it work, you know. You know, this, this, you know, a, lot of, a lot of it has to do with you – know, we have a guy, Darren Waller. You know, it's hard to – that if you're calling the place, it's hard to not call his number every time, you know. And uh, I think that Henry is getting into that place where I think that, I think the feeling is like he wants it, you know, like, and he's going to not ask for it, he's just going to go show you. If that, if I, hopefully I made that picture correct, you know, and it's, it's, it's exciting I think everyone that saw him, I mean, he looks bigger, you know, Uh, you know, he's, he's, hopefully I get him to roll his sleeves up a little bit, you know, and uh, show those guns off, but, he, you could tell the mindset was, I'm going to go work to be better at what I think I need to be better at. And when he showed back up, the, um, the violence he was running his routes with, the speed he was coming off the ball with, he, you know, made you okay, you know. Like, it, it was like, you could feel it, you know, as, as Mr. Mack would say, you could feel his speed, you could feel his presence. And I think the more he just gets comfortable in this offense, he's definitely comfortable around me, he's comfortable around that he's hugging him, joking with him, you know, all that. Those are all good signs, you know, for uh, hopefully being able to get him. I-, I wish everybody could catch 100 balls, you know, uh, I really do. But uh, again, it's hard to take some away from Darren. He's been so productive and, and good for us, you know. If, if Darren had, you know, WR next to his name in the death chart, no one would care, you know. The fact that it's a tight end, like, why don't we get it to the, you know, it just is what it is, you know. If if, if Henry can show when we put the pads on and all that, I, I wish. I'm fully confident you will, Then, yeah,
1: absolutely,
5: I can see
1: that happening. Thank you, everyone. Cool, thank you. And welcome to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, and we've got a great guest, Christian Addison of Mesquite Gaming. And, Christian, you've got some unbelievable golf values for the summer.
4: Uh, absolutely. Mesquite is the place to be this summer, and the Costa Blanca Resort's ready with some – some great offers to get some people up out of Las Vegas and uh, come enjoy our great resort for a great long weekend away or if you need a little extended weekend, the Blanca is the place to be.
1: Well, you, and you typically, you still run your $99 room and golf packages, correct?
4: Absolutely. Our $99 package is, is famous and it goes all year round. Uh, but in the summertime, we bring out an even better package for people to enjoy. We have our $59 summer midweek room and golf package and it can't be beat.
1: Right. Right. So and that runs until the uh end of our uh, September seventh, correct?
4: Yeah, that's when our, our courses go into uh overseas Overseed. for yeah. for the summer. But you can take advantage of this great uh fifty nine dollar package. It gets you a room at the, the Casablanca Resort and one round of golf at either the Palms or the Costa Blanca Golf Club, two of the the great golf courses you can find here in Mesquite, Nevada.
1: Right. Okay. And then you also you also will do groups, and you're, you you kind of handle the group coordination for any kind of group event. So if, if I've got a group of say twenty guys that want to come up there and play, they can. It's a one-stop shop basically. They call you, you take care of everything for them. Correct?
4: Absolutely, absolutely. We we have a great group sales department, and they're almost like a golf concierge for for those group leaders. And uh, so yeah, if you got your group of twenty, you know, come on up to Costa Rica. We not only book our courses, the Costa Blanca Palms. But we have six of six toll courses in the ski within six minutes of the Casablanca resort so you can play the courses that we have but we also have uh, group rates that we can offer at the other golf courses here in town And we can put together a great stay and play package for that group coming up to the Casablanca and it's just a great way to get, to go and get away with uh, with your golf group and enjoy enjoy a great uh, time together
1: yeah and you've also the, the hotel has won some tremendous awards the best of awards, correct?
4: Yeah. Casablanca was, we're, we're happy to uh, uh, receive the best of Las Vegas, best destination. And, you know, that, that comes with, you know, a lot of our uh, uh, things that we have to offer at the property, bring that, bring that to a head. We have a great spa. Catherine Steakhouse is, is beyond um, <laughs> compare and uh, you know, and the resort itself is it's just a great place. So we are very humbled to receive that best of Las Vegas award and, we're looking forward to sharing that with people to come up and enjoy, you know, the Costa Resort, which was the gold winner, uh, Best Las Vegas, Best
1: Destination. Yeah, and that's, that's competing with all the big hotels in Vegas also.
4: Yeah, so if, you, if you're living in Vegas and looking for that great getaway, book your room at the Costa Resort. Come and enjoy all the amenities, golf, spa, Catherine's, and our great pool area. It's definitely an oasis in the desert, and you'll feel like you're miles and miles away from home. Uh, but just a short drive up to the Casablanca Resort.
1: Yeah. Now, if people are interested in getting information, they can go to CasablancaResort.com or call one eight seven seven getaway and you'll get all the information that you need for uh, any of these packages that we've talked about. Um, so you just finished up with the 18th Annual Mesquite Amateur, correct?
4: Yeah, we, we had over 630 uh, participants in that golf tournament. Um, and, you know, we, we obviously took a year off with, with COVID. And, but everyone came back really excited. It was great to see everyone back together. Uh, we do dinner parties during that tournament. Uh, we had over 20 flights, so you play with like age and ability uh, with that tournament. So another great year in the books for the Mesquite Amateur. And uh, people can uh, get ready for the 2022 Mesquite Amateur. We're looking forward to it.
1: And how are the courses? They should be in great shape with this, all this heat. That's absolutely fantastic, and the
4: Mesquite Amateur takes place at the end of May, beginning of June, and those courses are just in great shape for those folks to come out and enjoy. And, you know, great competitive golf, but but uh, also at the same time, the great hospitality that the Casablanca offers, um, you pair that with a first-class tournament, and you just have a great time at the Mesquite Amateur.
1: Yeah, and, and like I said, you can't, I mean, first of all, if you're coming up the Mesquite in the summer, the pole area is just outstanding. I mean, it's, if you didn't know where you were. You would never know you're in Mesquite in that pool area.
4: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's definitely like I said, an oasis in the desert. And when you when you come to the backside of the Casablanca property and walk out to that pool area, like you said, you're you're taken to a whole different place. And that place is relaxation, uh, cold beverages, and a nice, refreshing pool. And that's the place to be at the Casablanca.
1: And as you said, with Catherine's Steakhouse, one that voted one of the top one hundred romantic restaurants in the country. And the pricing, which is really, really, really reasonable uh, for, for the quality of food that you get up there, it's truly amazing, truly really amazing.
4: It, it really is. And, you know, Catherine takes on that, that old-school feel of, you know, we have yep. a lot of table-side service from our salads to our desserts. And we have, you know, the great prime beef, um, you know, from from the stockyards that You can't beat it. The same steak you're getting on the strip at one of those great steakhouses, you're getting that same steak at Catherine's,
1: and uh, you're enjoying just an old-school
4: place um, that that puts service first, and the customers have a great time.
1: Yeah, it's a a great, I mean, if you're traveling, if you want a staycation, just right up the road on Interstate 15, um, unbelievable property, rooms are great, restaurants are great. Service is outstanding. Golf is outstanding. The spa is great. Pool area is just unbelievable. Um, so, I mean, you've got you've to take advantage of this uh, opportunity, people. So, if you're interested, go CasablancaResort.com or call 1-877-GETAWAY. And we've been speaking with Christian Adderson of the Mesquite Gaming and Golf. So, Christian, thank you very much for uh, getting us uh, this information. So, you're running that special that... That uh, fifty nine dollar midweek special until September seventh, correct?
4: That's correct. And then you know I, after that, you can still book that ninety nine dollar package correct. into the fall and, and on. So it's a, it's a great way to go and enjoy Mesquite.
1: Yeah. And if you got and if uh, and if your lady friend doesn't play golf, you can send them to the spa. <laughs> so absolutely. Yeah. The the women always love the spa. I mean i've I've been on a number of trips where we check in, and the first thing the women do is go. Uh, we'll be at the spa. See ya. Um, You know, go out and you guys go out and golf. We're going to be at the spa. So getting taken care of. So Christian, I want to thank you very much for letting us know about these uh, specials. And uh, we'll continue to talk to you about what you're going, what you have going on in the fall.
4: Sounds, yeah, Coach, sounds great. We got some great tournaments in the fall. Nevada Open, the Casablanca 2-Man. And uh, yeah, always great events and great things happen at the Casablanca Resort. We can't wait to have everyone
0: come up and see us.
1: Thank you, Christian. Thanks, Coach.